Welcome to the Cruise News and Booze Podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Caleb. And this is Happy Hour. Where we sit down, have a drink, and talk about all things cruise related. And sometimes we have multiple drinks. Sometimes. Depending on how good the conversation goes. Let's hope this is a multi-drink talk. <laughs> so today we're bringing you guys Happy Hour episode number 19. Our, our, our podcast has officially graduated high school. It's 19 now. It's, uh, it's moving it's into the adult. college years. It's an adult. It's, it's two away from drinking. Yep. I think things are going to get really crazy once we hit episode 21 because then we're of legal age. <laughs> it's nice to see this thing grow up and become what it's become. Yep. Uh, so back to what we were saying, episode number 19. And today we are coming to you guys to share our experience on MSC Cruise Lines. This is probably one of the most controversial cruise lines out there. Yep. There is so much talk about everything that sucks on the cruise line, that everything's poor, it's going to be a terrible experience, don't waste your money, uh, spend your money elsewhere. The list goes on and on and on and on. And for one of the podcast's future tense, we're actually going to go through the internet and try to find as many negative comments as we can about MSC and then kind of bring them on the show and debunk them. If you would say, yeah, or agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, sometimes it is shit. And if it yeah. looks like shit, it smells like shit. It's probably shit. And that's okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to give you an inside look into our experience on board MSC cruises. And hopefully this will help you understand what you should expect going into it and whether MSC cruises is for you. Yep. Because it's not for everyone. No. But as usual, before we get into the really good conversation of the day, what do you got for us today for Cruise News, Molly? So, of course, the biggest news of the week, literally, is Icon of the Seas, uh, as of yesterday, had its first sailing with paying guests. So they're working to get back some of that $2 billion. What is Icon of the Seas? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> this will be the first time I've ever heard of that ship. Yeah, so it's it's sailing out there with paying passengers now. So I'm interested to see what paying guests say. Well, uh, you know, of course, the ones that got it for free, they all love it so far. So I was going to say, like, we'll it's see. been here for, it's been in the U.S. for like three weeks now, I think. Yeah, it's been here a while. And all Royal Caribbean has done for three weeks is just show her off like a broad. Just <laughs> here's this lovely thing. Come why don't you her. come look at it? And why don't you come play with it? And why don't you come, you know? Yeah. It, it, we spent $2 billion on this ship and we want everyone you to see to it. Ooh and ah at it. Yeah. And then they let like all their executives on it, which well, is cool. Of course, I get yeah. it. It's a new class. And I'm hoping that with them doing all of these, you know, quote unquote practice runs, if you will, I hope that part of their theories on this is to really work out all of the kinks. Because I know every time there's a new cruise ship out there, the first few sailings are usually kind of rough, to be honest, because they're still working things out, especially with a whole new class of ship. I'm sure there's a lot they kind of need to problem solve and figure out, things like that. So I'm hoping by the time, you know, this sailing happened with the paying guests, hopefully everything's worked out and ready to go. God, I would hope so, because could you imagine spending that kind of money and on a cruise and then the experience being... Terrible, yeah. yeah. Simply because, sorry, we just didn't figure this out yeah, yet. Yeah, we didn't problem solve enough. So there's that. 
But uh, in more entertaining news, I guess you could say for the week, um, two passengers allegedly brought more than 100 bags of marijuana on board the Norwegian Joy. For a seven-day cruise, they needed 100 (laughs) bags of marijuana. So I think it's hilarious how this whole thing went down because so it was a a man and a woman, um, and... So he, I guess they found the bags of marijuana in his luggage first. Um, They found 56 vacuum sealed bags in his luggage. Which means that she only had 44. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, So they found that via drug sniffing dog. He claimed that it was uh, for medical reasons. He needed that much. Jesus that he so. had a marijuana card in California, which is all good and fine, but you don't take it on a ship. Like, that's kind of widely known. A hundred bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to smoke all of this, this seven-day cruise. <laughs> and then, so, then she claimed, the, the woman claimed she didn't know him before meeting him at a bar on the ship. New phone, who dis? They then go find, search her luggage and find 56 bags in hers as well. So they're claiming they don't know each other. <laughs> Fate has it. Fate that has they it. They both that these- decided to bring 56 vacuum sealed packages, bags of marijuana yep. onto the same ship yep. for the same sailing. Yep. And they just happened they just to cross other. paths at a bar. It's what happened. This sounds like. How did she get them on the ship? That's what I want to know. I'm guessing. In- so, okay, so I'm, she made it onto the ship. She made it, it on there with him. Well, I guess the drug-sniffing dog was having a potty break, and he was not drug-sniffing bags. That's insane. Yeah. they. And then the fact they that got, they I think they're getting charged with drug trafficking and dis- distribution. No because shit. Because there was so much. Yeah, no, I'm going to smoke all this this week yeah. for sure. Um, that I mean, if you're bringing it for the whole cruise, then maybe I could see 56 bags. But just to claim, this is for me, officer. It's personal consumption. I was like, wow, that's, they really went for it. That's a pretty intense fabricated story that they (laughs) tried to pull off. Fate has it. Fate has it. We didn't know each other. We just found each other. We both had this. Twin flames. They were were born to be together. They're something. And then the last uh, news, a little calmer than, than that wild in story. Um, is the uh, Princess. Princess Cruise Lines has a new ship coming out this month. Um, it was, a, I think the ship was, or not this month. I guess it's this month when this comes out. I never know. February of 2024 there it's coming go. out. Um, and uh, so it's going to be called Sun Princess. Okay. It was supposed to come out on the 8th. But due the eighth of January, I'm guessing, the or the eighth of, of February. February. Okay. So due to problems at the dockyard, they got delayed. But they only got delayed ten days. That's not bad. So it'll be out on the eighteenth. First, better than Virgin. Virgin's like I don't know. We it'll still don't know. Come out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to Maybe. look at their ship the other day because we were thinking about possibly booking it, and it just says TBD. I was like, wow. Like yeah, we got a ship. Like it's it's there, just doesn't have anything on it. So there's that. But yeah, this this princess ship looks looks pretty cool. Um, we've been on princess. It's been a while. 
it's been we, a long while since we've been on princess we did the caribbean princess which was kind of it wasn't a new ship it wasn't super old it was kind of it's just there it was a cool ship though. it was really cool it had that lounge in the very back yep uh the big wing off the back of it you the, the, the rear later uh navigational yeah uh that's where they drive the ship in reverse supposedly <laughs> um yeah that was a really cool lounge yeah yeah they had a really cool things on that ship and i one thing i was thinking of with princess is their entertainment was exceptional and the fact that they did a different show every single night they were bringing entertainers on and off that ship during the cruise that great comedian yeah. shout out to tom frannick piano player yep. he's still going hard with uh princess and oceana yeah uh london calling yeah a little singer songwriter duo um, i don't good. think they're on cruises anymore now yeah i don't think so but it was like they were a fun little group yeah they they had some really good entertainers and it looks like they're doing the same thing on this ship they've got some really cool entertainment options so i'm really excited them once the ship finally comes out to see what what's going on with it well i feel bad for anybody's cruise that got canceled yeah because of this delay because yeah. i know that if we had a cruise booked which is why we don't really book inaugural sailings no but if we had a cruise booked and it got pushed it really could cause mass chaos oh yeah absolutely because you especially if you've moved your schedule around to get on that particular sailing uh, it, it could, like you said, it could cause chaos. The nice thing is that Princess, of course, they're refunding everyone their money and they're giving them a 50% future cruise credit in addition, which is pretty nice, but uh, it still sucks. Yeah, not fun. No. Not a fun situation I have to go through. No. But it's life. That's cruise. That's the yep. cruise life. It happens. Yep. And you got to pivot in order to be able to, uh, you know, m maintain. I, I would rather them delay it than rush it. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, get it right. Don't be laying carpet and I think on the way I, to the <laughs> port or anything. We're looking at you, Holland America. <laughs> um, I, and I think if I read it correctly, this is the largest ship built in that Italian dockyard. It is. And so yeah. I think that probably caused some of the delays, just maybe some of the logistics. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Oh, here. yeah. I'm sure that has something to do with it. I'm sure it's also because it's a whole new class for Princess. It's a whole new design. Yep. So there's so many changes and just new things on this ship. I'm sure it just has caused unexpected delays. Well, there you have it. That's cruise news for the week. Uh, nothing overly disastrous this week, it seemed like. It's been kind of quiet in the cruise industry lately. Yeah. That means we're due for a <laughs> catastrophic implosion of events bring us something fun carnival like there was there was a point in time where every week it's like we were talking about somebody going overboard oh my god there was it's it was every week i was like dear lord please stop which is great yeah stay on the ship um yeah so that wraps up the cruise news let's uh it's time to dive into the the talk so happy hour episode number 19 and we're titling this one um the working title is our MSC experience. I may come up with something more creative when I uh, go to publish the podcast, but that's the title we're working with right now. And I'm really excited about this one because we've got not a huge history on MSC, but we've done enough that we can, I feel like we can speak pretty confidently about the experience with MSC yep. and you, I mean, they get a lot of shit from they people do. out in the world. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's just, People like to hate. Haters going to hate. I, I know that that is a thing sometimes that people just like to p 
piss all over everything if it just ain't their perfect cup of tea? I think some of the problems come in with MSC if it's someone who's used to American cruise lines, go, especially when they go over to Europe and do one of MSC MSC's cruises well, what because do you they expect? do things different. And You're not in America. Ex- yeah, but people expect the same things. Things are different over there. They do things differently. So I feel like in this situation, MSC is allowed to tell those people, go back to your country. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you want, go over there. Yeah. But we, we've had, I mean, MSC, there's good and bad, right? Like every single cruise line, there's good and bad. But we like them enough that we have two more cruises booked with them right now. We have one booked. No, we have two booked. I lie. That's why. <laughs> Molly's here to fact check me real time. We literally booked the other one last night. That's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. I didn't even have drinks last night either. And I didn't remember <laughs> that. I must be getting old. You must be. Losing losing my mind, losing my memory. <laughs> so um, we experienced quite a insane first cruise with MSC, right? Yeah. It was not your typical cruise. Yeah. And I think, too, when we first, when you first mentioned to me MSC, Way back in the day, I was like, what's that? <laughs> new phone, new disc. I, know, I was like, what is MSC? I've never heard of this. Where'd you meet her line. at? Yeah. <laughs> who is she? And uh, I guess you knew someone whose daughter worked for MSC. Yep. And they were talking to you about it. I guess they went on the cruise. So you were like, oh, we should try. We looked at the prices and we were like, why is it so cheap, though? <laughs> like, Why is it? Damn, that's what we forgot to do in preparation for today. I didn't pull prices. I'm going to have to pull from memory. Yeah, that first one was cheap, cheap. Every one we've done, and and I'm going to throw it out there, it was less than $1,000. Yeah. Every one. And some of those included beverage packages for the two of us. Less than $1,000. Like, I'm thinking our first one was like $500 for the two of us for a whole week. Yeah. It was cheap. And that's Insanely what I was concerned cheap. when you when we looked at the prices. I'm like, and I don't know. Guess for what? Price. Those prices are no mo. No, they're no more, unfortunately. MSC has grown in size. Yeah. They've gotten aware that yep. they were too priced cheap or they were priced too low, cheap. There's that word again. Cheap. <laughs> and they've adjusted. Yep. So Yeah, now they're just reasonably priced. Like they're lower than like Royal Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're relatively well-priced, but yeah. they're not as cheap as they used to be. Like, they no. used to be Margaritaville cheap. Yeah. And it ain't like that no more. No. So we knew nothing about MSC going into the first cruise we have with MSC. No. Nope. Went out of the uh, lovely Port Port Miami. I believe it was our first cruise ever that we took going out of Port Miami. Yep. Uh, that's a hell of a port. <laughs> Just getting to it. Yeah. You get to drive underwater. Yeah. And then pop back up on the other side on this random island where there's cruise ships there's on just it. There's cruise ships everywhere. Right. So we're talking about the MSC Davina in 2017. We had the pleasure of booking, and I say booking for a reason, booking a seven day Eastern Caribbean cruise uh, in the fall of that year. For those of you that are aware of what else goes on in the fall, that's hurricane season so leading up to our cruise i began to panic (laughs) and the reason i panicked is because 
wouldn't you have it the exact probably three four days before about to leave boom out in there pops up a hurricane yep and i was in florida for 30 years and never ever have liked hurricanes i don't know why nothing has ever happened to me nothing has ever happened to anybody that i know yeah i just do not like them i don't so, think anyone likes them so i am tracking this hurricane like this is all that I can think about leading up to this cruise. Yeah. Every 30 minutes, I'm like looking, what's it doing? Where's it going? Like I'm some freaking meteorologist well, or I'm going to move the hurricane and miraculously like make something else happen. Yeah. And I think it has an added layer of kind of stress because we, it wasn't just us. We, yeah, we had a, we had my dad. Yep. My parents, your parents and your grandmother. And it was her first ever cruise. It was also her first time ever trying wine. And that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Mix that shit with the seasick patch. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's definitely not She good, was but. loopy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, my grandmother's in her 80s. Yeah, so that was concerning on top of everything else, just making sure that they were okay. Yeah, and that was her one and only cruise. Yeah. And then right before that cruise, my mom face planted in the concrete the day before. Yeah. So many memories it tied around a, that one cruise. It was a wild it was a cruise. Mess. <laughs> shit was crazy. Um, so... And again, I said we had the pleasure of booking that for a reason because, as I mentioned, the hurricane was coming, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just paint the picture. <laughs> so we get on the cruise. All of this chaos is happening. The hurricane's coming. My mom's face is all black and blue. <laughs> Your dad's with us. My grandma's there. She's never been on a cruise. She's elderly. Um, it was a mess. Yeah. And we finally get on the cruise, and we're we just big sigh of relief. <sighs> yeah. We're here. We can stop panicking, stop worrying. Like, let's just do our thing. Yep. And I want to say that this was a Sunday that I was leaving on. I think you're right. And at that time for work, I had the responsibility of a brick and mortar place of business. So that was an added layer of panic because I was leaving the country with a hurricane headed right towards us. Okay. So we leave out. Nothing is said. Nope. We're just sailing along. Okay. And then on day one, day two, so the next day, we get on the ship, go to bed, wake up the next day. They come overhead and they say, attention, all passengers. Let me try the captain thing. Good evening. <laughs> this is your captain speaking to you from the breach. And if anyone's been on MSC, you know that all their announcements are like five, hour long, five hours long in 10 languages. God. It's a lot. <laughs> so he comes over and he says, all right, there's a hurricane out there. Here's what we're going to do. They said, we're going to go instead of Eastern Caribbean to like the Virgin Islands, which is where this cruise was supposed to go, which is right where the hurricane was headed. We're going to take a di uh, change in itinerary. And we're going to go to Western Caribbean. And so what that meant was we ended up going to Montego Bay and the Cayman Islands, mm -hmm. which is okay. We, we weren't really worried about it no. because we were there for the ship and the experience. And again, out of our control, all I felt is, okay, they're taking us away from the storm. I feel much better. Yep. Montego Bay was an absolute shithole. There's nothing there. Didn't even get off the ship. Cayman Islands. Love it. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. We got Islands. some great pictures from it. Had a nice time. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Everything was great. We get back on the ship after Cayman Islands and they say, all right, guys, update. We're going to go back to Miami, and I think this was Wednesday at this point. So we're on day three. Yeah. 
right? Day four. Anyways, they said, we're going to go back to Miami. And if you want, you're more than welcome to get off the ship. If you need to get home, if you're worried, have fun. We'll refund you back Whatever. money, yeah. right? And if you don't want to get off the ship, you're more than welcome to stay with us. We're going to restock the ship and we're going to go to Cozumel and we're going to park the ship in Cozumel and ride the storm out because Cozumel is far enough away where the storm wasn't going to impact it. So being as we were living in Florida at that time and the, the option one was go home and lose power and live miserably or option two, stay on this floating hotel with lots of food. We're going to go sit in Cozumel with beautiful weather, things to do. Obviously, we picked option two. That's right. a no-brainer. So we did that. So it ended up turning into a 12-day cruise. And um, it, like, like I said, it was an experience. We had all those people there. Um, it, it got extended for five days. I had to deal with, like, work back home. Um, they turned on the internet for everybody, which was really cool. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it worked. Yeah. But, man, I tell you, that was a wild cruise. It was wild. And I think this was only, like, my third or fourth cruise. That was your second cruise. Oh, was it my second cruise? I think so. Um, or it was may it, have been. Maybe no. Was it your third? We, we had gone to Alaska. Okay, before, before this? Yep. All right. Yeah, I knew it was not, we didn't, we hadn't done very many, so. All point. right, so that's the Venu in 2017. Queuing up the next one, we took a, uh, in 2018, we took an eight-day cruise on the MSC Seaside. And one of the reasons we took this cruise was because of the situation that happened with the Vena. And it and I painted it as a very positive thing, but boy, there were people that were oh, people not, not happy not like with that. It, yeah. MSC decided to give us all future cruise credit. Yep. Um, I want to say it was... 25% off, maybe 50% off the cruise. That's a lot. I know that. And we had a year to use it. So this is the same, around the same time <laughs> yeah. the following year. Um, we took Seaside. It was just you, me, and your dad. Unfortunately, my parents never utilized their future cruise credit. And uh, this time we actually got to do Eastern Caribbean. So we went to St. Martin, uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and the infamous Nassau, Bahamas. <laughs> so... This was a, how do I want to put it? Um, I don't know. How do you want to put it? I've talked a lot. It's your turn. Um, Seaside was, I mean, the first thing you need to understand with MSC is all of their ships are gorgeous. Why are you defending them already? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's your first impression when you get on the She's ship. like, think of this first, and then I'm going to give you the bad news. But remember this point. <laughs> Never forget the Swarovski staircases. Um, no, but it's a really nice ship. Like, it's very pretty. It's very uh, elegant, right, when you get on the ship. It's designed very nicely as far as, you know, the, the aesthetics. But that one was a little more, that was disappointing. That was me. a shit cruise. Just call it what it is. A spade's a spade. <laughs> there were some really cool points about that cruise. Yeah. And we'll dive into that a little bit later on as we start to stack rank. Yeah. These these cruises we take them in the MSC against each other to kind of shine light on where we think you're going to have the most fun with an MSC cruise. Um, it was rough. Yeah, there's just some parts of it that were not the same level of quality as Divina. It was the first ship in that class of ships. So it yep. was a new class of ships for MSC. It had yep. just come out. And I think that was part of the problem. And it was it was not great. They tried some 
different things yeah. on this cruise that I just don't think worked very well. Yep. But we went and we got a beverage package as part of our cruise. And again, we paid less than a thousand dollars. I think for all three of us, it was less than a thousand dollars. It cost us more to upgrade the beverage package the to cruise. the next step up yeah. than the cruise itself did. Yeah. I remember that specifically because we bought the cruise for your dad and us. And he was like, Oh, I'll just I'll buy just the beverage package yeah. upgrade. Cause we got the, if you're not familiar with MSC, they have like three or four tiers of beverage packages. Uh, yeah. And we got the lowest one, the lowest alcohol one. So we upgraded it to the top tier alcohol one. Yeah. And that was the first cruise with MSC we did where I did the status match. So oh, yeah, that's they, right. they had started doing status match where if you have a high status with another cruise line, you can use that to get top tier status on MSC. Yeah, because they want you to cruise with them instead of the other cruise line. Yeah. They don't want your loyalty status to be the reason why you don't want to cruise. Exactly. So I got the top tier black card diamond member, all of that, which, Ooh, made, you fancy. which made the boarding process much faster than the first time. I do we remember that. We didn't have that. to sit with we the We didn't pours. have to wait in line. We just got right on, which was really nice. Um, we got some other perks that we liked from that too, which we'll talk about later. And usually we are the pours. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice. Yeah, because there's not often that we cruise a lot with a certain line. We like to change it up and, and try different ones. Got to try it all. So that was our second cruise with uh, MSC. And... We're going to get into some more of the specifics, like I said, about each one as we, we start to rank them. But uh, let's talk about the last one. So I'm going to, I'm going to set this one up and we'll, uh, you, you can give your commentary on it. So the last one we did was with the MSC Maravilla. And this one was, um, so we booked a European cruise on the MSC Maravilla back in 2020. 2020. And if you guys remember, uh, this thing called the vid happened in 2020. So we had this really nice, long, well-planned out cruise booked. And I think it was 21 or 22 days. Yeah. And it was like a new ship. Stuff. It was like we were so excited. We were just really looking forward to it. We had everything booked. We had the Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, Soleil beverage sea. packages, yep. everything. Our flights was back. Ready to go. We were ready to go. And of course, it got canceled. Yep. And because it got canceled, it really like, um, I guess it wasn't MSC's fault, but it was a while before we looked back at MSC to cruise again. Yeah. So... Ultimately, we decided we didn't want to not get to experience that ship. Yeah, because we were excited about that ship. So in 2021, we then booked a quick trip on the MSC Maravilla. Um, this one was just a six-day Bahamas. So it went to Nassau. Again, there's that <laughs> island. And Ocean K. Yeah. Which was our we first really time enjoyed. It was our first time at Ocean K. Ocean K Marine Reserve. That's MSC's private island. And at this point where we booked it, actually got on the ship of 2021, they had since removed Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. So that wasn't even an option anymore. It's very disappointing. Obviously, we didn't go to Europe. We went to the Bahamas, which after 13 cruises, I think we've been to the Bahamas 10 out of those 13 cruises. Yeah. 
so not a whole lot, I guess, spectacular with that cruise. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that we were, we were excited for doing it in Europe. Yeah. And this just felt like we were settling. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately we were. Yeah, we were settling. Once you had all that other stuff planned, you know. But it was still their newest ship at that time. It was. But the fact that they got rid of the Circus Soleil so fast was really disappointing because that was one of the main things we were excited about for well, that I'm ship. sure they were paying out the ass oh, to I'm license sure. that. Yeah. And then with COVID, there was nobody going to be paid because it was a show you had to pay extra for. Yeah. It was like $30, $35, $40 extra per person for the show. Yep. And they supposedly booked them out. Like they sold out. Yeah. So we booked it really early and we were we were excited. But again, at this point, it felt like we were just settling. Yeah. So that rounds out our past travels on MSC. And if it helps you at all to understand where we're going to land at the end of this podcast with how we feel about MSC, we have two more booked out. Yeah. So we are going on the MSC Seashore. No, Seascape. <laughs> seashore. Is it? No, no. It's, Is it it's Seashore? Shore, I think. They, I don't know. They have two ships that are almost identical, almost identical names. Seashore, Seascape. We're going on one of them. Seaside, sea view, sea breeze. I'm like, there's too many. Yeah. Take the friggin' sea out of your name, MSC. (laughs) So we're going on one of them this summer, and we are going on the Yacht Club. Yeah. Which is MSC's high-end experience. It's like their sweet level um, experience. And no, we did not hit the lottery. (laughs) And no, we don't have that kind of money. We just so happen to find a sailing in the yacht club that includes everything on this cruise, beverage packages, internet, everything, everything you can imagine. So cheap. It was crazy cheap. It was less than like $3,500 for the two of us. Yeah. And typically the yacht club experience is 4,000 per person and up yeah. for a seven day cruise. So I don't know why this cruise. one was so cheap, but it was. We booked it. It's ours. If you try to book the same thing now, it's like twice the price. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a glitch in the system, but we were, we we jumped on it. It's paid off. I got the paperwork. Yeah. It says yacht club. <laughs> I going. dare them to try to do something with about it now. So and as of last night, as we were speaking about earlier, we've decided to book not the first, but one of the early sailings on MSE's newest ship that's coming out in 2025, the World America. Yep. And this is uh. This is MSC taking a page out of Royal Caribbean ship design. Yeah, they're coming after Royal for The sure. back of the ship has got interior-facing balconies, and I scored what I think is probably the sweetest balcony. Yeah, it's a cool balcony. Ever. Yeah. Hopefully, I feel the same way when we get on the <laughs> ship. It's the very last balcony, mm-hmm. so it's considered an interior-facing balcony and an ocean-facing balcony. I'm excited. Yeah, it's cool. Hopefully, it's it's great. Hopefully, it's a good experience. Um, we got it for it was under three grand. Yeah, not yacht club. Not yacht club. Just a just a regular old Fantastica experience. Yeah, I'm excited for Seashore because we've never done yacht club, yep. so I'm really excited to see what that involves. And then World America, I'm excited because it's a whole new class of ship yeah. for them that we haven't been on. So it looks like from everything I see that has a lot of really cool things going on. So that'll be really fun to to get on there. So as we go to the next phase of this podcast today, 
what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna use those three cruises that we've had, and we're gonna talk about the typical things that we talk about with cruise ships, which is the food, the accommodations, the activities, entertainment, and the service. And we're gonna stack rank those, you know, one, two, three, what we thought on each one of them. And we're gonna kind of talk about some of our favorite moments and some of our least favorite moments from each of them to kind of build the case of why we're picking which each one we're picking as one, two or three. Yep. So Molly, I'm going to have you kick it off. So the first category that we're going to, we're going to stack rank these against is going to be food. So when we talk about food, we're talking about the main dining room, the buffet, quick service, specialty dining, and then I've bundled in the drinks in here because they don't really fit anywhere else. But, of course, cruise news and booze. You got to talk about the drinks. Drinks are important. <laughs> so uh, let's hear it. So when it comes to the drinks, uh, I know the first, when we did Davina, we didn't have a drink package. They were doing things a little different back in that day. I forgot about this. Where you had this weird little. It's like a coupon book. Coupon book. And you got so many drinks. It was very odd. So we didn't really have a lot of drinks on Davina because of the coupon book situation. And the and MSC has experiences. So like yeah. you book your cabin, but then you can book different la- levels. Yeah. They have like the Fantastica, which is like the included one. And Bella, then they have like the Bella, Aurora, the Aurora, yep. and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot <laughs> about those stupid coupons. They were awful. You had to remember to bring them around. If you were going to the pool, you had to make sure. Like, and they, they were paper. Get they were paper. So if you were by the pool wanting to get a nice pina colada, you had to, rem- you know, keep your coupon book dry. It was just a bad idea. Um, so and they had that non-alcoholic coupons yeah. and alcoholic coupons. And I, and I distinctly remember that because yep. you, me, and your dad – are drinkers. Yeah. My mom, my dad, and my grandmother are not drinkers. Yeah. And so with the experience we booked, I think we got a coupon booklet. Each of us got like a one booklet that gave us 14 non-alcoholics and one booklet that gave us like 10 alcoholic yeah. or something. And we were bartering <laughs> the, the, the non-alcoholics for their alcohol. <laughs> and you could use an alcoholic one for a non-alcoholic drink because it was like up to a certain price that's how it right. worked yeah, yeah. but i just i remember and like rationing them out like <laughs> how many days and of course it was a longer cruise and yeah. so we we were running short on drink coupons god Ugh, a mess so then on c side, side they had the actual drink package which the was easy package yeah which was better than the coupon books so much better and at that point you got it it was like the promotion they were running where you got a free easy package yeah. as part of it. And, but then the problem with that became that I think everyone had the drink package. And that caused a lot of problems in the bars because everyone had it. Everyone was using it. The bars were overrun. Yep. All I remember about that cruise is it took for freaking ever to get a drink. It was the slowest bar service we've ever experienced on a cruise. Yeah. I remember being in their sports bar. I can't think of what it's called off the top of my, I guess it's a sports bar. I don't know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, but it's just And we were bar. sitting there. I think you guys are watching a game or something. We tennis. were tennis. Tennis was tennis playing. Was playing. Yeah. You, we were trying to get a drink and it was nearly impossible. We asked numerous times. We never got them. Yeah. It, it honestly, it was a really, really rough experience. Yeah. And I did even at dinner, I mean, which could be good or could be bad. We would order wine with our dinner, 
And instead of them coming to refill our wine, they would just put a bottle on the table yeah. and leave. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Which is, I guess, could be good. But also, I I don't know. It was weird. I've never had that happen on another cruise line. And then on Maravilla, as far as bars go, I think that they didn't do the um, drink package for everyone. No. It was something you could upgrade to. Correct. So We the, purchased it. Yeah. So the bars were less overrun. Yep. It still wasn't quick by no. any means, but it was um, it was better than on Seaside. And I, I know on that one we really liked uh, the bar that was on top of the ship. I don't I don't remember what it was the that. Sky Lounge. Sky Lounge. We really liked yeah. that. And they had they had really good like quality drinks up there. Well and, and MSC had one of those lounges on Davina. Yeah. Which was really nice. They didn't have one on Seaside, mm-hmm. and then they had one on Maravilla. Yeah. Which we really like that because it's the tallest point of the ship. Yep. And it's glass windows all the way around, and yeah. it's air conditioned. Yeah, it's really nice. So you nice. get a really nice view, like you're like you're on the top deck of the ship. It's just air conditioned with yep. drinks. Yeah. So that was a really good experience on Maravilla. Uh, what about the food? Talk to us a little bit about the food. So, um, on Davina and, and about drinks before we move on. Oh yeah. So obviously, I'm huge into coffee. I'm a big coffee snob. So, MSC European, their specialty coffee experience is a little bit different than what we uh, come to realize here in America. Yeah. And so, I think back to Medina, Davina, (laughs) jeez, I haven't even finished my beer yet, (laughs) on the Davina, is that it was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. Um, One thing I did note on the Davina is that they served all their coffees in glasses, and so it was like a sit-down service versus a to-go type of thing. On Seaside... Even with all of the terrible stuff that happened, that's the one thing that they got right. Yeah. They had this chocolate bar. Was it Vinci? Vinci chocolate, something like that. Yeah. And they served really nice specialty coffees. Oh, yeah. And they served some of them with little chocolates. And you could pick out which little chocolates you wanted to go with your uh, coffee. Yeah. And then they had this coffee that had this chocolate paste in the ball oh, oh it was, it was so freaking good. amazing we drank so many of those and then on maravilla they switched to more of like a to-go model yeah and you couldn't get the coffee at the chocolate bar anymore you had to go to a different place to it get just it. wasn't the and same it, just, it wasn't the same so that was disappointing onward to food onward so i think the thing that we have to talk about when we're going through these uh and we're talking about davina to start out with uh is the pizza we ate so much pizza on that trip because that was like the best part of a cruise. Yeah. And they we've not found pizza like that on any of the other ships and I want to know why. Why is Davina's better? And and even on the other MSC cruises, the pizza was not even remotely close no. to as good. That's why I don't understand. Why is that? And it that seemed one like it so was good? being made the same way with the same like type of oven, but man, something about the Davina pizza, it was just Oh, oh it was fantastic. It was a nice thin crust, big slices, excellent topping choice, and the crust was flavorful. Yep. You go to Seaside, you go to Maravilla, it's just... It was not the same. They might as well slap the name Sorrento's on it. <laughs> One thing I will say about, I think is pretty much applies to all of them when it comes to their buffet, is it's pretty much the same food on all of their buffets. They've kind of... And every day it's like the same. And every stuff day too. it's the same. They don't switch it out like some of these other cruise lines do. And 
they've kind of tried to Americanize their menu, which I wish they hadn't. Like, I would love just to have some really nice pasta, things like that. I enjoyed the original, when we went on Davina, the buffet and the menus that they offered yeah. then. Yeah. It was it was very Mediterranean. It was. But, but it, it was, was delicious. It was well executed. And it seems like since then they've tried to Americanize more. I mean, I'm thinking of both Seaside and Maravilla going to the buffet is like hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah. The the only thing that they do well on their buffets is the cold cuts. Yeah. So like they have every day a rotation of fresh cold cuts and cheeses. And I mean, they're Mediterranean European. If they can't figure that piece right. out, then I would really have problems with MSC. But their 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 cured meats were always excellent. Their yeah. their slices of roast beef or salami or prosciutto or capicola. I mean, yeah. just they had it all. Yeah. And to be fair, their hamburgers are good. Like they are exceptional hamburgers. Until you eat it seven Until days you in eat a row. it too much. Yeah. So that's a little disappointing to me. Um and then I, I don't really remember the main dining room food on Seaside or Maravilla being spectacular. I mean, it was fine. It was good. I remembered the main dining room because they were, you walked down a hallway and instead of the hallway ending and the dining room being there, like on Royal Caribbean or on Celebrity, you walk down and it wide into the, the dining rooms. It was one hallway and there were four dining rooms and they were just off to the sides. Yeah. And you could keep walking through. And yeah. I remember the walk through of the hallway had the wine bottles lined up. So when we walked into the Cosmopolitan? I think so, yeah. On Celebrity Beyond, I was like, oh, this reminds me of another thing. dining room. And I couldn't remember <laughs> which one until we were flipping through pictures to during the research for the podcast today. And I was like, oh, that's what I was referencing. But one thing I will say about Seaside when it comes to the food, um, that was the first time I think I mentioned earlier that I had the diamond status. Yeah. With- well, and on the main dining room, they do theme nights too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, they had like nights. Italian night and then they did... I don't remember what else. They did. They do. There were other ones. Yeah, yeah. And they did. I remember they did the baked Alaska and they did like a big. Yeah. A big thing about that. Singing song, dancing, fake baked Alaskas around the <laughs> ship. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Back to what you were saying. Diamond status. Um. Yeah. So Seaside, I had the diamond status. So with that, you get a free specialty dinner. Yep. For you and one guest in your room. Sorry third wheel <laughs> you're gonna have to go eat in the buffet so we went and had butcher's cut which is their steakhouse and it, i think that was probably one of your favorite specialty dining experiences so that holds a very special place in my heart <laughs> for a couple of reasons um i think where they put the specialty restaurants on seaside up on deck 14 i want to say it was, it was a top it deck. was top deck it was a really nice move mm-hmm. because they were segregated away from everything else so it really felt like you were going out to yeah. go to dinner. I don't know why by by putting them in a different place and making it further away, it just added to that experience. Yep. And the view that you got was really nice. And that was where I fell in love with Scotch. Yeah. It was that cruise. Um and it I owe it all and I should know his name, but I owe it all to the waiter. Yeah. Because I was just gonna have my typical whiskey. And he was like, Oh, you should try this. Yep. And the rest is history. And I, and I look over your shoulder and I look <laughs> at the bar that we have with, I mean, probably close to 20 bottles of scotch yep. on top shelf. So I owe, I owe that entire row of <laughs> scotch to this to cruise. That yep. So he, it was a really nice experience. The waiter was super nice, uh, really helpful when it came to suggestions, things like that. The food was really good. Um, the steaks were good. 
But then we got to Maravilla. Unfortunately, we did not have the same experience at Butcher's Cut. Yeah, we went to the same restaurant. Yeah. It was in the promenade. No, what do they call it? They're, I told you to remember what what they called it. Mm, it was the... And now I can't remember. Um, Something Maravilla. Anyways, doesn't matter. Anyway. So it's what it's their main area in the middle of the ship. We just call them all promenades because that's what Royal calls yeah. them, and that's, like, where I originated my I cruising I keep thinking life. of Pia- the Piazza, but that's Princess. Uh, yeah, Princess is the Piazza. Um, anyways, so it was in that area, and it just wasn't the same. No, there just wasn't views. It just wasn't quite Service the same. was slow, yeah. just not that great of an experience. So with all that being said, Molly, how do we want to stack rank these three cruises? In order. First, number one being our favorite for the food category. Number three being our least favorite. I have to go with Davina for the, for the first. Um, it just, I mean, the pizza alone would probably get it. <laughs> but I felt like the main dining room food was really good, too. Um, I would put second at Seaside because e- the butcher's cut was a great experience. Even though the rest of the cruise was kind of trash. Yeah. And we could probably foreshadow where Seaside's going to rank in all the other categories. Yeah. Um, there were a, regarding food and the coffee and stuff. Yeah, like, the coffee was. They really. really good. That's where they shine. Yeah, for bars they're dead last, but you know. <laughs> that ain't a category. It's not a category. So, um, and then of course third would be Maravilla, just because there was nothing. Nothing stood out in the food. And again, yeah. I think Maravilla's getting a bad rap because personally, we just were let down because we had higher expectations because of the cruise we had booked. Versus the one that we had to settle for. Yeah. And then we had to fight MSC for months to get our money back too when that cruise got canceled. So there is that. Moving on to accommodations. So when we talk about accommodations, that's the room, ship feeling, and the ship layout. So Molly, uh, give us a little bit of insight into uh, some moments you remember from these cruises and the accommodations. Well, I mean... They all had their horsey staircases, right? They all they all have those typical MSC things. Typical the only thing. place in the world you can walk around on MSC crystals. things. Lots of crystals. I feel like all of their ships are just pretty, right? They they all have some really nice features to them. I they think feel very classy. They do. I think as far as the ship design, um, Maravilla stands out to me just because right when we walked in to uh you know to the ship we walk into the main area whatever it's called we couldn't remember and uh, they had these really cool i guess it's like a dome ceiling where it had screens on the top and there's you know things playing on these screens it says welcome back it was just a really great first impression i don't know if it's because we hadn't been on a cruise in so long because of uh the vid but it was just a really great Way to kick off the cruise. I remember also with Maravilla, the pool area was fantastic. Um, they had these like lounge bed things, which you didn't have to pay for. I'm looking at you, Royal. I found the name. <laughs> what is it? Galleria Maravilla. Uh, well, I was hoping that I would remember by saying Maravilla. I would remember Galleria, yeah. but it didn't work. Galleria Maravilla. Yeah, Galleria Maravilla is really cool. That's where the ceiling is like an LED screen. Yeah. that um, That's just an amazing thing to see. It's really cool. It, and then I'm trying to think of Seaside. It, Seaside, Seaside had the, the multi-floor, like the three or four deck um, main area yeah. that they have. They've got like their she, champagne bar. They've got some other yeah. things. 
there. It's pretty spectacular to see that. Davina had, you know, it was nice. I feel like it was a little more enclosed feeling. It was definitely more enclosed. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't as like things were not as tall in the middle. They no. were wide. They were spread out. Yeah, so it, it felt a little cramped in there at times. But uh, the pool areas are really nice on Davina. So the pool area was nice. Yeah. I'll I'll speak to the ship feeling and ship layout. And I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans. Seaside is going dead last in this category. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. They tried a couple things on the ship that just don't work. Yeah. They put the buffet on deck eight, which is a lower deck for those of you that aren't familiar. And it may not have been, it may have been even lower than that, but I'm just saying I it's, feel like it's that near was the bottom. Right. Yeah. And that in theory would be better because it, it keeps everything close but in the middle of the day, if you're spending the majority of your time upstairs and you want food, you got to go all the way down. Right. Now, to remedy this, they put a Tiny smaller buffet. buffet upstairs. Same stuff as downstairs, subset menu. It was very rarely ever open. Yep. And it was tiny, tiny. Yep. It was always crowded. Like tiny, tiny, tiny. Little, little, little. Yep. And then everyone was congregating down below. So it always felt busy. Yep. And upstairs on their open decks, their pool decks and stuff, there was like nothing on them. No. They it were just empty big, spaces. empty, weird, wide open areas that just didn't do it No, for me. Like it just, it, it was not it a was, good experience. It was bizarre. Also, accommodations, since we're talking about the room, I don't know, we didn't know when we booked this room, but we booked a room that was directly above some door. <laughs> yeah. And all night long, that friggin' door was open, closed, open, closed. And it was slamming. Yeah. Literally right under our room. I don't know what it was. It was, I don't know who was up all night long, but I was not here for it. I thought it was a cabin below us, but there's no way in hell. It had to have been no. like a crew corridor or something. But I mean, just all night long, slam, 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 nonstop. Yeah. It was so annoying. And we didn't even complain. That's the type of cruisers we are. Yeah. We just fought through it. So talking about these, um, how are you going to rank these, Molly? So I think for accommodations, I have to go Maravia first because the design of that ship was really nice. It, it just had a lot of There wow was a factors. lot of wow factors, a lot of really cool features they did yeah. to it, even though it did miss on some other uh, of these topics. Yeah. That's one area where we felt they really did a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. We got on and we, we were immediately impressed by that. Um, second, I have to go, I guess with Davina, because even though it felt cramped, the layout worked much better than seaside. Yeah. They utilized the space. Yeah. The buffet was, you know, a better layout and all of that. It was a buffet. It was a buffet. Seaside is just last because of all the reasons we mentioned. I hope, and we're going to have to do some research. I don't, I hope Seashore is not laid out like that. I'm I'm worried now, now that we're talking about it. The only good thing to say about uh, Seashore is that we're in the yacht club. So hopefully we don't have to deal with some of these things. Buffet who? Never heard of (laughs) So we'll see. We got our own restaurant. All right, let's talk about activities. So this is one area that MSC lacks in general. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's not going to be a lot to talk about activities, but when we talk about activities, we're talking about pr- the pools, crew organized activities, and then the s- water slides. Yeah. So 
What you got, Molly? I think I talked about a little bit in last category, but I did really like the pool area on Maravia. It was just a really nice layout. It was nice and open. There's plenty of seating. Like I said, they had like the beds. It was included. You didn't have to pay for it. Um, they also had like an indoor pool area that was really pretty. It was like a garden looking thing. There was a bar right there. Well, an MSC has that on a lot of their ships. Yeah. The 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 roof that goes over the pool. So yeah. if it's raining or whatever, they can close it off. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's a, that's like a you don't see that in many places. No. MSC is one place you see that, which um, is super unique. So I really like that on uh, on Maravilla. Uh, they all have um, water slides. They did. Some we've used more than others. <laughs> but all of them have been pretty fun. I think um, Davina had like one that two people could go down, which we yep. enjoyed with like a tube and all that. So that was pretty fun. The one problem with MSC and their activities is most of their activities are locked behind a paywall yeah and so what that means is they have like bowling they have like an f1 simulator they have like a roller coaster simulator they have cool things you just pay for them yeah and we're we haven't and i probably i, I won't say never but i probably won't ever pay for any extra activity because as far as i'm concerned you've got me trapped on this floating ship yeah the least you can do is let me do this stuff for free yeah yeah like the bowling and stuff i think i don't really see why that needs to be an extra and it charge. was like ten dollars a game and the other problem is there you never really know when things are going to be open on msc like the water slides are kind of weird like, hours weird hours you never really know hit or miss when they feel like it so that's kind of a problem just across msc but um yeah mayor v is the one that we did the water slides the most on mm-hmm um, even though it was the shortest cruise out of yeah. all of them. Now, we did them a lot on Davina. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We did do them a lot on Davina. Um, but I remember Maravilla more for some reason. Yeah. And they had the slide that kind of went off the side of the ship, which, which I thought was, was really, really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, the water slide. Yeah, that was fun. The one that we uh, did the least stuff on was Seaside. And they had they even had like a zip line, but I couldn't tell you where it was. I never saw anyone I do never it. saw anybody using it. No. I couldn't tell you how to get on it, where it starts. Um, so we're going to rank these in order. Number one, we're going to give it to Maravilla just because of all of the things that we spoke about. Uh, we're going to call it, we're going to give Davina number two because it was good, but it wasn't as good as Maravilla. Yeah. And, uh, our good buddy Seaside, uh, <laughs> they're going to land in last place again. Right. Rightfully deserved. This <laughs> is making me nervous about Seashore. seashore. Is it too late? To- <laughs> I just want to go on we'll just Yacht stay Club. In the Yacht Club. We'll just never leave the Yacht Club corridors. Just... Uh, they've got bars up there. They've got pools yeah. up there. They've got lounge entertainment at night. I think we could just do it. We just, just never, just we just never leave. leave. We just never leave that top deck. We just stay there the whole time. All right. So last two categories, last uh, second to last is going to be entertainment. Oh God. Theaters and lounges. Entertainment is something that we've really struggled with with MSC. When you book an MSC cruise, just act like they don't have entertainment, and you'll be okay. I have heard that they're doing better in this, so I hope they are for future cruises. But oh god, they have a lot of opera and Italian shows, and it's and sometimes it's rough. Earlier we talked about how they've Americanized their food. Not they the have entertain- yet to Americanize their entertainment. Yeah, it is. It's something, but they do get some pretty cool entertainers. Like there's some entertainers we've seen on various ships. They had the guy that With did the, the yeah, I don't know stick what, juggling. I don't even know what you would call it. I don't know. But he was on a couple. He was really cool. 
and they did the the pre-show in the Davina, I remember this, as people were walking down to their seats, they had the mimes. Yeah, that was fun. So they had like six or seven workers that were following them and mimicking everything the person does. And if you don't know what we're talking about, watching people go into the theater and look for a seat and it's really really funny yeah it was it that was pretty cool i've never seen that anywhere else so yeah. I, I did like that also in davina they did the they did a michael jackson show and that's what they're known for and that was so good that was the best show that we saw on davina by far i feel like we've seen a couple other good shows on the other ships but nothing like that and when we were on the Davina, because it was an extended cruise, they had to get creative. And so they did come up with new shows. They did crew shows one night where yep. they let some of the crew show off their talents. And that was fun. They did, um, they let some of the other entertainers do, I forget what they called it, but they called it like their, um, like a headliner show where they let each of them kind of do like a small 30 minute headline segment. Yeah. Which was really unique. Yeah. So, they should do more of that, less opera. Yeah, because of that, we're going to give the entertainment to Davina. Yeah. That's yeah, who's going to take the number the one spot. MSC, or I'm sorry, Maravilla, we're going to put number two. And part of it has to do with that they had some pretty good lounge entertainment and they had mm -hmm. that cool ceiling thing. And they yeah. did like a show on the ceiling. They did. And on the very back of the ship, they had that lounge where they did the other shows. I don't remember the name of them. And Seaside's going to get its last place again. And that's because I can't tell you a single show from Seaside. No. And... And on I remember walking out of a lot of shows. There's that. And some nights there was just nothing. Yep. There was literally nothing to do. Nothing going on at all. And you, I just remember wandering around looking for stuff to do. And there was nothing. And they really don't even have lounge entertainment. Like no. little musicians and stuff in different lounges. So shame on you, MSC. All right. Last thing, service. <laughs> so when we talk about service, we're talking about room attendance, your food service, and Molly's favorite, the bar service. So we've had some great service on MSC. Don't get me wrong. Like we, we've had some bar staff that's been great. Um, I know on Davina, our waiters were amazing. It was our first anniversary, and they found out and that our two waiters got guitars. They found guitars somewhere. They found guitars. They, they pulled another waiter off his station and were like, you're coming with us to sing. And put on a little show for us because it was our anniversary. Yeah, I don't know what they sang. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it was good. But they... They did it. They did it. And we it was good because it was for us, right? Like, yeah. we enjoyed it because they put a lot of a lot of heart and effort into it. So, that was, that was pretty memorable. There's a reason they were working in the dining room. <laughs> and not in the theater. But anyway, that was pretty fun that they did that. Um... I remember Maravilla, we had a really good experience with a um, one of the bar staff in the, was it, what did you say? Sky Lounge Sky is Lounge. what they called it. She was really sweet. Every day we would go up there, she would come over and talk to us. She knew our drinks and, and would bring us uh, them without us even really asking. So she made that experience really good. But like we said, the problem with a lot of MSC ships is they just don't seem like they're staffed enough in their bar areas and they get overrun so quickly. They could easily double their bar staff, and it would still not be enough. This is the area where MSC really struggles. It, it's rough, and we think about it every time we go to book an MSC cruise, is that it's sometimes it's a struggle to get drinks. As long as everything goes okay, yeah, you're fine. If nothing goes wrong, you're fine on an MSC cruise, but if anything goes wrong... You're on your own. 
Yeah. They could care less. Yeah. They just, they, they honestly just do not care. That's the problem. So I don't know. It's a tricky one when it comes to bar service because <laughs> it's all kind of rough. So we're going to rank them with Davina coming in first place because of the experience in the main dining room and they genuinely cared and the bar service wasn't as bad, even yeah. though they had those stupid tickets. Yeah. They weren't overrun like they were in the other ones. We're given Seaside number two. And the reason that I convinced Molly to give Seaside number <laughs> two was because of our experience at Butcher's Cut. Yep. And our experience at the coffee shop, the chocolate bar. And Maravilla is going to take third place. Yeah. For that one. So there you have it, guys. That was our experience on board the MSC Cruises. We've done three. We've got two more books. So even with all of the negative things that we've shared today about MSC, hopefully you've heard some of the positives too because we've had a lot of really great experiences on board MSC ships. And, you know, it is hit or miss. It is. We did Maravilla post-COVID. So we were still wearing masks and stuff at that time. I remember that very vividly you couldn't take your mask off until you were sitting down at a bar or to have food um so that was a little bit of a different experience there but even with all those things said we're still booking two more right we still yeah. have those two more on the books for us to go do we're excited to kind of see what changes they've made whether good or bad since our last cruise with them in 2021 yeah i guess the hope is that they um have you know taken feedback from guests and improved some of these things I think the thing with MSC is you can't go in with preconceived notions from other cruise lines you've done. Correct. Because it's going to be different. I think if it's completely your first cruise, you may be fine. Yeah. Because you don't know about other cruise lines. You haven't, you don't have those preconceived ideas in your head. And if you realize that MSC is still figuring out the whole America's market. Yeah. And they they still have themselves positioned as a value brand. Right. It is a value cruise. So if you go in, as Molly said, with the right idea, with the right mindset, and you put your expectations at the right place, um, you can have a really great cruise as yeah. we've had yeah, with absolutely. MSC. So um, that kind of wraps it up for us today. That's all for us today. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had fun with us. And uh, Make sure you uh, check us out over on YouTube Yeah, at Cruise News and Booze. That's where we put up video uh shorter video versions of kind of what we talk about on the podcast as well as many other uh, videos relating cr the cruising industry ship tours opinions reviews news all that good stuff and um i think that's it that's all for us today until next time cheers, cheers.